and welcome to the 50th episode of Jesse I Interviews. Big shout out to everyone who's supported the podcast so far, whether that be by leaving a five-star review, sending me an email of encouragement, or especially supporting me on Patreon. Honestly, with the pressures of life, work, and family, I reckon this podcast would have just faded away already if it wasn't for the knowledge that I had people on Patreon sending me money every month and making me feel guilty if I wasn't putting anything out. There were definitely a few quiet patches in there, but I feel like I've been a bit more regular with these in recent months, and I'm hoping to get an episode out at least every fortnight next year. Big love out to my longest staying Patreon supporters, the Don Armageddon Time, the Real General Empress Irie, me Idrins Tom Tanaki, and me Chargy DJ Pablito. If you'd like to join them, you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a few bucks a month. Just check out patreon.com forward slash jesse underscore i underscore interviews. As always, I'm recording this podcast on the unceded lands of the Wundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation in the city of Nam, now known to the world as Melbourne, Australia. As with all of this country, this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. This episode features one of the greatest living legends of Jamaican music, the great Beresford Hammond. I recorded this via phone back in 2001, and at that time he was one of my absolute favourite singers. 22 years later, he still is. I think of Beres as a real Jamaican singer. His popularity there is phenomenal, even if it doesn't always translate to popularity with white audiences overseas, at least compared to many other Jamaican artists. But I've long been of the opinion that if you don't appreciate the place that Barris holds in Jamaican music history, you don't truly understand Jamaican music. I know that opinion might put a few people on the defensive, but gotta love Barris. As well as being one of the most important artists in Jamaican music, I feel like Barris is one of the nicest people in the business too. When I recorded this interview, I actually screwed up and somehow lost the entire thing. I can't remember if I forgot to hit record or what. But he was totally cool about it, and just happily did the whole thing over again. A year after I recorded this, I made my first trip to Jamaica, and when I was there I made contact with him. I asked if I could come visit him and hang out at his house and his studio in Stony Hill, and he graciously obliged. My friend from Australia, Jar Builder, and I made the trek and we hung out for about a day and a half, basically just hanging around, having a few beers and a smoke, and getting a feel for what his day-to-day life was like. It was pretty mellow too, I've got to say. In retrospect, he might have thought it was a little weird that two guys from Australia were happy to just hang around his place for so long, but it felt like an honour to me. And it's also where I met Donovan Germain of Penthouse Records, as well as the singer Ginger, and another artist was there called Zooks. One of the things that really stayed with me from that time was Beres saying how every time he touches the road, so any time he drives anywhere, he has to make sure he has plenty of cash in his pockets, because every time he stops the car, people know who he is, and they're going to ask, and he'll have to give them a thing. I got the feeling he just regarded it as the price you pay for success in Jamaica. It's all well and good to live in your big house on the hill, but you have to look after the people in the community as well. This is one interview I'd really love to do again. Listening back to it now, decades on, I thought of a heap of questions I'd love to ask him. Maybe next time I get to Jamaica. In the meantime, let's get into it. Jesse I interviews Beres Hammond back in 2001. 
to stop a man from trying. I said I wanna know now. What you do to stop a man from trying? I wanna know. Yes, I wanna know now. What can you do to stop a man from trying? I wanna know. Said I wanna know now. What you can do to stop a man from trying? Russell. All right. Can you hear me? Okay, Barris. Yeah, man, I can hear you. All right, good. Okay, now I'm recording on two different... I'm recording on mini-disc and on cassette this time, so hopefully uh, no problems this time around. All right. All right, so um, I'll just... I'll, like like last time when, <laughs> when it didn't work, I'll just... I'll read this like it's going to air on the radio show here, and then I can edit it up all right. and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. bear with me, I'll do a quick intro. Yeah, man, all right. With me right now, I have on the line one of the most soulful voices in Jamaican music, a singer that's been at the top of reggae for well over a decade, and one of my personal favourites. Beres Hammond, thank you for joining me here on Chantdown Babylon. Much love and respect, man. All right. I always like to start at the beginning, Beres, so I'd like to just ask, where, whereabouts and when were you born? I was born in the 50s. I'm a 50s guy. Right. I came into the business... Um, in the mid, early to mid seventies, yes. Right. I got my real break in nineteen seventy-eight. Okay. Yeah, with a with a soul song called "One Step Ahead." Right. How did how did the uh, the recording of that song come about? Actually, actually, it was Willie Lindo. He was the one, you know, musician Willie Lindo. Mm. Yeah, he was the one who actually introduced me to some some people uh, at halfway tree they had a new studio called aquarius records right right yeah so he introduced me to them and they they wanted to do a project so that was actually one of the project i mean one of the songs from the project right well be before that how did you the, get the into project, the project later on anyway turned out to be the first album called um soul reggae right yes and you were also working with Zap Power around that time, weren't you? Yeah, during the same time I was with Zap Power. Right. So, um, just sort of going back a little bit earlier, how did you get start interested in singing, or how did you start singing? Well, my background is a, is, is a church background, you know? Right. Where a person like me had to go to about two or three different churches every week, you know? Right. So it's sort of a situation like that where... It wasn't out of choice. Right. It was compulsory. You had to go to church. Uh, was was that your parents? So it act yes. Right. So it, it actually started from there, and then you know you you used to do a little a little thing in the school also. At the end of um, when it comes around to holiday time, you know, one had to do a little thing on stage. Sure. And from there, I realized that I had a little a little something, you know, just slightly different from the rest of the kids. Right. So, and then now, into the business now, into the wider world of the business, it was actually on an amateur show called the Meritone Amateur Talent okay. Series that I got my real break. I don't remember quite the year yet. It could have been around 74-ish. Right. Because that, that was when I was still in school. Right. Yeah, so that was when I got the break. What? My real exposure what sort of tunes would would you have been doing back then with that i mean that would have been the roots period i imagine yes 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 well with zappo you know it, it's got to be sort of roots sure yes mm -hmm. 
Well, um, of course, your styles these days, um, you know, you sing. But one of the things I love about your music is that you can sing in all different styles and cover all sort of subject matter. You can sing lovers, praises to Jar, yeah. sufferers lyrics, and you can even you even do some DJ style, you know? Yeah, well, what, what I do is I, I ever try to keep it real. <laughs> you know? Yes. So once it's inside, once it's inside of me, yep. yeah, I try to bring it out without putting on any ribbons or anything, you know, on the truth. Mm. Yeah. Well, how do you... Um, I mean, obviously, the lyrics deal with a whole wide, wide range of subject matters, but you always sing with conviction and feeling. How do you actually set about writing your songs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, I, I go into the studio and all kinds of things go through your head. As far as I'm concerned, whenever I hear music, you know, I, I just get sort of turned on and over and, you know, like my whole world just sort of change. Yeah. Once I get into the studio, and 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 and, and I, I I try never to um, prepare myself for the studio. Right. No, I, I I just take it as it comes, you know. Right. So you don't sit down with a pen and paper and write lyrics. You. No, I, no, I, no, I don't. Work no, walking in the studio on pure vibes of flow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When I get into the studio, everything starts just coming back to you. You know. Hmm. You know, whether it's a whether it's a political thing or it's a family thing or it's love affair between two people or you know, whatever it is, everything just seems to, you know, come out in the studio. Right. Well, what sort of process do you go through in the studio? Do you start with a rhythm track or do you sort of start singing first and then build the rhythm to fit that? All different kinds of ways. Right. All the different ways you just mentioned. Yes. We have no set way of doing things. Right. At least not me. You know. Sure. Well, one of the things I guess over your career you've you've adjusted and adapted and sung on um, many many different types of rhythms as reggae's changed, the rhythms have changed. Yes. Um what what was it like for you through the 80s and the 90s with all those changes as dancehall developed? Didn't bother me. No. Right. Didn't bother me at all because I I I know I had to be myself. Sure. And people, people here in Jamaica, I know of, they they, they sort of um, appreciate you for being who you are without changing. You know, as, as long as you keep it positive. Right. So, so that that that, that that's what I did. You know, so, pretty much didn't bother me. Right. No. Well, are there any types of? I was of a little worried. I, I was still a little worried anyway about the business, the fact that you know the music started changing into a kind of thing that I was. I was really not accustomed to it, mm. in as far as music is concerned, you know? Right. But then I also know that I have to brace myself to face any little social change. Mm. Yes, and survive. Yeah. Well, are there any type of rhythms that you, you prefer singing over? I mean, it seems like you sing over the, the real rootsy rhythms with the, the live I, band I, sound. I, I, I personally love One Drop. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love the One Drop. The original... Roots rock, one drop. Yeah. Can never die. That's right, eternal. That's right, it's, it's the heartbeat, son. Well, um, of course, these days you're running your own studio, Harmony House, which is where you are at the moment. Spend uh, a lot of time there, obviously. Every time I speak to you, you're at the studio. Um, how did, yeah, how, did, how, recording. how did that studio come about? How did you start, set up Harmony House? It, it 
it was a dream from a long time. Ever since I came into the business, I I, I thought you know, ever 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 singer. Once once you're a singer, to myself I thought you 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 should have a studio. Right. Little did I know that um, you know, getting a studio would would have been such a struggle. <laughs> but then the thought never came out of my mind, you know. Right. And so. By the time everything got manifested, you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize I had one. <laughs> so, so what is the aim of Harmony House as a studio? I mean, obviously, again for me, please. What, what's the aim of Harmony House? I mean, obviously, uh, it's not, you, it's not just you that records there. You record a lot of young singers as well. I understand. Yeah, well, well, yeah I try to concentrate on because we, we, we here in Jamaica, we have a lot of talent. A lot of music talent, lots, 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 tons of them. Yeah. And um, the outlet really is, is sort of limited. So I figured that I'd, I'd sort of try to dedicate, you know, some of my time, you know, working with guys who I think have talents and not getting the right exposure. Right. Or not getting anything done, you know, towards helping them out. So I sort of dedicate a lot of my time doing that. Right. So give them a chance to come up. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, one of my all-time favourite artists is Jack Hewer, and I believe he got his start at Harmony House. Yes, too, man. That, that, that's one of my favourites, really, too. Yes, sir. Can you tell me a little about how, how that came about? Well, actually, it was um, Sizzler who introduced him to me. Right. One, one day, I, before, I, before I got the studio started, I, I was working out at Cell Block studio right and just as i was up you know i was preparing myself to go down there i saw sizzler and and, and this little guy you know right so sizzler introduced him to me as jack cure and they have a song presently you know they were just working on a song and it would be wonderful if they could come and um lay it down for me so you know without hesitating i say as usual so come you come come deal with this figure we went down and they recorded um Ayanaya King, mm. yeah, and and from then you know, he he figured that that's where he wanted to be. Right, Jackie. I never had to say anything else to him. I, I couldn't get him get him away from me. You know. Mm. Yeah, well, and, I, and 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 I I really never wanted him to slip away anyway. Right, right. Because every now and then you know every every, every quite a few years you have one voice that comes along and you know it just had to be there. For true, yeah. Yes, and his voice, as far as I'm concerned, was one of those voices. Yeah, well, he actually, I actually interviewed uh, him a, a couple of years ago before he went to prison, and I asked him who his yeah. favorite singers were, and yours was the first name he mentioned, so it sounded like a, a good combination. <laughs> my youth, man. <laughs> good kid, you know? Yes, sir. Good well, kid. So I understand that you're also you're doing a fair bit of work to try and improve his situation over there at the moment. Yes, well, well, we're we're hopeful that um, things will work out by next year, you know. Right. For him, because it's it's a shame to see such a talent being locked away, you know, from the public. You mm. know? So we're we're doing our very best to see, you know. Right. If things can work out. Yeah. Yes. Well, speaking of uh, things working out for you, I've got to say that uh, the album Music Is Life came out this year. I've put it down in my end-of-year wrap-up as the best album of the year, w- without question. Yeah. Head and shoulders above Thanks, the rest. Man. 
Uh, it's it's not very it's not very often that for me I get an album that I listen to over and over again and never take off the turntable. But because there's so much okay, great man, there's so much good. so much great Thanks, music man. in the world, but this is one album that I've I've played over and over and over again. And uh, so I just true. wanted to let you know that you must be very proud of this album. Yes, I am. I'm really I'm really and truly proud. You know, and and getting comments like these, you know, even give me a, put me a little bit. Ahead of even proud, you know, the word <laughs> proud, just that I can't find the other word yeah. to describe. You know? <laughs> are, are, are there any tracks on the album that you're particularly fond of, or anything that stands out, or you just love the whole work overall? To, uh, to be honest with you, um, it's like asking me to choose amongst my children. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that, that's a hard one to do mm. because you love them in. In so many different ways. This one has a little quality in him that the other one doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. But then the other one has something else that this one don't have either. Yeah, for real. You know, so you, you end up loving all of them for what they are. Exactly. I know what you're saying. There's diff yeah. different tunes strike me at different moods. You know, I'm feeling yeah, feeling yeah. down. I listen to a song like "Gonna Shine Again" and it bit picks me uh, up. You all know? right. Now you got me. Now you got. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So um, what what's what what have you got in store at the moment? Like, what are you are you working on uh, your next album? Well, actually, if if no, not necessarily because with the kind of work I do, you know, um, I can always get up and find an album. Right. Because I never stop working. Sure. I, I just constantly work, work, work. As I said before, um, I work with vibes. Hmm. So it's not like I say, okay, I'm going to do this project here now or the next project. No, it's not not like that. It's just I, I come into the studio. I know that what I have to do is make some songs. And I make songs. And I don't prepare myself as to what subject we're going to take on today. Right, right. I just um, let myself loose, allow myself to, you know, be open. Right. Yes. Well, your career has obviously taken you to many different places and provided you with many fantastic experience, but are there, are there any True. high points in your career that stand out for you? To be honest with you, every time I enter the stage, it's like it's new for me. Right. I feel, I feel, I feel this sense of um, newness, you know, like it's the first time I'm going to um, get this opportunity, and, and, and to me, like the last time I'm going to get it too. Right. So it's always, and to be honest with you, five minutes before I enter stage, I feel the same way as I started out. That's great. A little bit nervous, a little bit shaky here and there, but as soon as they say Barry Salmon, like a whole transformation start taking place. <laughs> yes. So it never stops being <laughs> exciting. No. <laughs> sure. That's great to hear. All right, Beres, well, um, what, do you, is there anything, uh, any parting message you'd like to pass on to the Australian Massive? The Australian Massive, you're, you're so far away, yet you feel so close. I've never been there before, but I've heard so much and so much beautiful things, you know, about the country. I really would have loved to come there someday. Yeah, well, hopefully... The, hope hopefully. Gonna, hope it's going to be soon, man. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope we can make it happen. Yeah. All right, yes, Beres Hammond. I've never, I've never seen a kangaroo, and I hear they can box good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you don't want to box a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I'm gonna make one of my boys do the boxing. Yeah. One of the first things I'd love to do is, you know, visit the wildlife there. Mm. 
Yes, yeah, there's the first things I'd love to do there. There is some beautiful wildlife down here, but I mean, I'm yes, looking, f- I'm looking forward to coming to Jamaica and checking out the beautiful wildlife there as well. Yes, man, and when, whenever you come, you just make sure you just get in touch with me right away, son. Yes, I most definitely. Yes, man. Yes. All right, Beres. Well, thank but you. Thank Australia, I love Australia. I love you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you all very soon. And keep pumping the reggae vibes. Yes. Never stop. Love you. All right. Thank, thank you very much, Beres, for joining us here on Chant Down Babylon. Much love and respect to Chant Down Babylon. Keep chanting down. Yes, I give thanks. All right, Beres. That was, that was really good. That was really good. And we got it all that time. Yeah, all right. I hope you got it this time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, any chance I could get a couple quick jingles over the phone for uh, for the show? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's Chad on Babylon with. That's right, with Jesse I. Jesse I. That's right. Yeah. Chad on. <coughs> you and you tell me. All right. Yeah, it's it's recording away. So, anytime you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Remember the songs used to make you rock away. Those were the days when love used to reign. My name is Barry Simon, and right now I'm cruising with the Chant Down Babylon program. JCI, go and run things out. Love every time. Oh, wicked, Barry. Wicked. All right, that that was fantastic. And um, just yeah. the, the one last thing I wanted to ask you, Beres, I mentioned it to you last time. Uh, I run a sound system down here, and we're really interested in getting some dub plates. So I was wondering uh, what, what sort of money or what sort of deal, you know, what, how do you generally do usually, that sort of thing? Usually, I, I, don't know, I don't know where your money's like. I, I don't know. But in Jamaica, I hope you have a little idea of the money here. Jamaica is about 46 to 1 US dollar. Right. But what I do is I charge like um, 25 25 grand Jamaican, which would work out to about 600 US. 600 US? Per, yeah, per, per tune. Per, per song. Right, right. Yes. Right, that's, that's out of our price range at the moment, but, you know, we, we'll keep it in mind for the future. about it. When, when you're coming down? To Jamaica? Yes. Uh, probably won't, won't be for another year or so yet, I reckon. But, yeah, maybe, maybe well, next year. Whatever, yeah, but whatever you want to do still, you know, you can always get in touch with the office and I'll, I'll, I'll set something up for you, man. Yeah, that'd be wicked. Yeah, and, and we, do some, um, we do some FedEx or something. Right, right, okay. Yeah, that'd be and sweet. So you just, you just, yeah, you just talk to the office, give them the information, and I'll, I'll, you know, see what we can hook up for you, man. Right, yeah, we'll definitely do it in the future, but at the moment, the Australian dollar is, is so weak, it's about half the US dollar, so... Um, uh, 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 no, worry, no worry about it, Simo. We can still hook up something, man. All right. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. <laughs> Wicked. All right. Well, All right. thanks again, Beres. It's a real honor to speak to you. You know, I've, like I said, I've been listening to nothing but Beres, you know, for the last yeah. uh, <laughs> ages, <right>. you know. <laughs> so um, keep up the great works and, uh, and I'll keep in touch and I'll keep promoting your music down under. Yeah, my much love, man. All right. Thanks again, Beres. Right, cool. Okay. Cool. Goodbye.
Beres Hammond speaking to me there back in 2001. I did end up voicing a dub plate with Beres back in 2002 when I was at his house and home studio. For a while I thought he was going to give it to me for free too, but in the end I think I paid around 300 US, so a lot less than the 600 he quoted me there at the end. It was still more money than I'd ever paid for a dub plate at the time. 100% worth it though, and that's a hell of a lot less than he charges these days too, I have to say. That's it for this one. Thanks for listening through to the end, and thanks again to those that have stuck with me through to the first 50 episodes. Eyes is every time. Yeah man, me as a Zooks, you know, and me as a internationally acclaimed. Chant down down upon the wall of fame. With who? You like Jesse I, Rush Kushal. You don't know said gone international now. Mr. Barry's food, I'm on. Yeah. Oh, ay, 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 ay. Show me say, boy, yo, 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 yeah. Oh, ay, 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 yeah. Some things were meant to be, yes. What's to be just gotta be, well. Chant down, don't worry about it, no. As long as we know what's in our hearts, hey. We know we're in our thoughts, yeah. No reason for concern, nah. They're gonna talk, they're gonna talk, they're gonna talk, they're gonna say a lot of things about us, yes. And we know that dub is not a sin, no. We just love to hear the people sing, say. Chant down, you are the champion, yes You the crowd of people sing, say Chant down, you're gonna kill one, yes You the crowd of people sing, say Chant down, you charge for murder now You the crowd of people say yes Now you pass them on the streets, yeah They'll greet you with a smile As broad as Nile High And they'll say all kinds of goody goody to you, yes Chant down, don't pop style, no Sound boy within a little while You're gonna walk, you're gonna talk, you're gonna chant You're gonna say a lot of things about us, yes But playing original dance is not a sin you're gonna hear the crowd of people sing, say Chant down, you charge for murder now Hear the crowd of people sing, say Chant down, you are the champion, yes Hear the crowd of people sing, say Chant down, you're gonna kill one, yes Hear the crowd of people say Hi, hi, hi Down your charge for murder now